All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, episode 211. Wow. 
a mailbag episode presented by the great folks over there. It's Zephyr Epic. Use our promo code Hockey Season for five dollars off and free shipping from Kitimat to Kitchener, all nice. across Canada. You can get free shipping on orders over fifty dollars, five dollars off with our promo code Hockey Season. Also delivered by the great folks at DoorDash. You can use our promo code Convo DD. Uh, for first-time users, and they can get 25% off their order and free delivery. You okay? I'm just, I don't know the DoorDash read Okay, very well. so you can use our promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That yeah, I, that's what I said. will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order on DoorDash. So go ahead and use that promo code, folks. Do you want me to just host now? Am I taking over? No, I already did all the hard stuff. I'll okay. keep going. We got a mailbag episode. Well, you this still week. haven't said your name, and sometimes that's pretty difficult. My name is Chris Faber, and uh, I I built the place. Quads is also <laughs> here, uh, and yeah, like I said, we got a mailbag episode. What is this intro? I'm this I'm like, with, well. I've been up since three thirty. No kidding, man! Holy smokes! I, I need a nap just so bad. You sound so tired. No, I don't sound tired. Uh, yes, you do. Maybe you I absolutely do. do. Imagine, imagine before we got our show at six fifty, if Canberra, our boss at SportsCent six fifty, who gave us our show, tuned into this episode and was like, "All right, I've heard good things about these Canucks convo boys. A lot of people talking about them. A lot of people saying they're like the next big thing. All that. You know, not to pump our own tires too much, but a lot of people talking about us. All that sort of thing." Cam goes and listens, and this is what he hears. Well, I'm gonna bring it pretty qu- pretty quick here on the answers. I just. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the intro guy. I'm not the the. But you are when we're on the radio. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll get there. I'm just a little nervous. Honestly, I don't. Also, don't have an energy drink today. If I'm being 100 honest, I haven't had any coffee today. When I'm on the radio, it's like I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking energy drinks. I'm all buzzed up. Haven't had any of that today. So I. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You labored through that intro. You really did. You're gonna listen back and be like, "Whoa." I don't listen back. I I sometimes do. Never. I, I never listen. The only time I somehow listen back is when I'm rolling through podcasts and then this show like uh, like accidentally comes on. Yeah, yeah. Once once the podcast finishes, it just plays this one because yeah. I have my, I have it set to well, auto download. I don't, I don't need to listen back. I'm, I was there for the recording. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I still have our show set to auto download. Got to pump those numbers. Yeah, we got to get the numbers somehow yeah. on the show. So speaking of numbers, we've got a high number of questions in the mailbag. This week, you've got the questions in front of you. I'm going to open it up as well. Yeah, we threw out a tweet uh, last night. Did a little retweeting today. Excited to uh, dive in here. We can, yeah, we got about, I don't know how many we're going to get to. We always struggle with like some questions that take a minute to answer. Some questions we end up going on for seven minutes about. But I got a good one to start right off the top. This one is from Gravis Treen. Phantom Gerantina. I think that, yeah, that's a Pokemon, I think. Giratina. Do you know this? Uh, that name rings a bell. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I know that's. A, I'm pretty sure it's back when I when I was just getting off the Pokemon Go. That uh, that thing came in. I'm pretty sure that's a Pokemon. Anyway, at named Giratina. Well, nice, nice Italian name. Yeah, maybe that's what uh, their their Twitter handle is about. It's the Phantom of your aunt. <laughs> Could okay. be. Question. Anyways, is a pretty good one. When do you think Pods get some special team? action actually this is a great question to open up on because you we're recording this on friday before the game against the national predators but you were at morning skate i was at practice yesterday 
Canucks have new look power play and you know we're not going to talk too too much I'm sure we'll get into it but on the last episode Chris you and I talked about how to reinvigorate that power play and a big thing that I was a proponent of is putting Connor Garland on that first unit that's exactly where he is like I've said before I'm convinced Travis listens to the show Connor Garland there at practice again there this Friday morning going to play there against Nashville as well and you had an interesting stat in the scenes for morning skate article uh, that the Canucks power play is extremely successful against Nashville, which is uh, a good omen going into the game. But the reason I'm talking about this is when they were going through these power play units, Vasily Podkolzin before and Nils Hoaglander, two guys who weren't on the power play unit before, they were at center ice chipping pucks to each other and they were just working on some stuff aside from the, the special team stuff because they're not on either special teams. And yet. because they're freaking boys, Hoaglander and Podkolzin are boys. Yeah, they're homies. Um, but instead... At practice, and from what you're reporting on Friday morning, Pod Colson was working at net front, tipping pucks on Friday. And on Thursday's practice, Pod Colson was watching everything. He was standing just outside the blue line and watching. And they wanted him, and, and Travis even made a note of it in his availability, that they wanted Pod Colson to be watching and know what's going on. And that, to me, is the sign of a guy saying, and I'm talking about Travis here, a guy saying, okay, this kid is scoring... He's our leading scorer at five on five in extremely limited minutes. If I put him in a position to succeed, which Travis talks a lot about with young players is putting them in a position to succeed. If I'm trying to put him in a position to succeed, the power play is that place for Vasily Podkolz. And so I think to answer the original question from Gravis Treen, I think that it's going to be a lot sooner than we think. I think we're going to see Podkolz in there by the end of November. Yeah, I think that especially with Jack Rathbone now sent back down to the AHL like that, if you take Chase on off, which... You should. It's going Chase to ha- should be out of the lineup. It's going to happen soon. It's, I think as soon as, honestly, as soon as Dowling or Mott gets back to the lineup, and Travis Green said today that they're both very close. He was both asked, skated as extras on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, he was asked if they if if they're at the point right now where it's a coach's decision uh, to play them or not, and it was they're very close, is what he kind of said. He didn't give the exact answer. It seems like they're probably just slowly getting them back and i think after a win they'll probably keep the same lineup that's typical travis green style but as soon as chase on goes out of the lineup because mott's gonna go in he should be the guy coming out in my eyes i think you can have a fourth line that could be pretty exciting with with justin bailey and tyler mott as your wingers so yeah. to to think that you know when dowling comes back or when mott comes back and chase on comes out of the lineup you're gonna need to fill somebody on that net front presence on the second power play unit. I think it, I think to answer this question in the mailbag, yeah, I do think that Vasily Podkolzin is gonna get special teams time soon, and it's kind of surprised me a little bit because I thought he would be killing penalties as his first special teams assignment in the NHL, but it's, it's gonna look like it's gonna be the power play, and that's something that maybe I didn't expect the way that Podkolzin played in the KHL and actually got minutes in the KHL. Penalty killing was literally one of the only things that he was consistently getting for minutes when he was over in the KHL. So to think that they haven't given him a shot at all there, which I guess fine. He's a rookie, so maybe he's got to work up to that. But I like the idea of getting him on the power play. Like you said, he's scored a couple of big goals at 5-on-5, a couple of really big goals, actually, a couple of game-tying goals. Could bring something on that second power play unit where the second power play unit now with Bo Horvat on it also opens up the door for them to you know potentially go out there and be the first power play unit on the ice, right? It doesn't have to be the first power play unit anymore because we're like, well, who's going to take a face off on the second unit? There's literally no one to do it. Now that Horvat's there, like if the first line is tired, you can throw out the second power play unit to go out there first. And I think the second power play unit will be getting a good amount of time 
more than just what we've seen in the past where they come out for 30 seconds. I think the, the new balanced look of the two power play units is going to open up the door for more time for PP2. And man, like, you know what? I, like, I'll say, and I'll say this right now, but like, Chason's probably going to score a freaking power play goal tonight. And, <laughs> but like, get Chason's got to get off the power play unit. He's not going to bring anything for, for battling with pucks in deep, like Pod Colson will do, retrieving pucks. That was the other thing. Like, the, look at this, the guys that are on the half wall for the Canucks' second power play unit right now. It's Bo Horvat and Niels Huglander. Two guys that, like, if there is a loose puck, a 50 50 puck in the corner, it's nice to have Horvat and Huglander going in hard to go get that puck. And then if you were to throw Pod Colson coming from the net front spot, you're going to be able to extend a lot of power plays instead of this is what Travis Green said today. Like instead of having a 30 to 40 second shift of them moving the puck around with guys like Huglander and Horvat, you're hoping that they can regain more possessions and make those 30, 40 second shifts into a minute, minute 20 shifts. So I, I think Pod Colson has got to get on there soon. And I don't think it's going to be much longer than two weeks from now. Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you there. Um, and the other thing that I did want to mention is, uh, you know, with the power play units, is Chase on just doesn't bring a lot on that power play or at five on five. Well, it brings so. even less at five on five. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as Tyler Mott's back, that fourth line is going to be a lot more fun. I think. I and would I, love and to I know Justin you, you, you mentioned Tyler Mott on the fourth line, but I really think Tyler Mott's going to be going up to the third line, and it'll be like Pod Colson bumping down to the fourth line. Like I think you're going to mm. see a Pod Colson Dickinson Besser line. Maybe, but. I don't think Mott's like Mott hasn't or, played sorry, in so Mott, long. Mott, not Pudkel. Yeah, Mott hasn't played in so long, so I think he'll go down to a fourth uh, line. We'll see. He's been skating a lot. Yeah, we'll I, th- I think I think we'll be. He was skating hard at training camp, so it's like yeah, he has exactly. Been skating. He I has think been it's, skating. It's all about contact. I think that's yeah. The it was just it was a neck surgery, right? So yeah. Uh, okay. Question from Wyatt Arnt at the Stanchion. Any tips or tricks on how to drink a bottle of Perrier? Were you there last night? Um, I was there, but I wasn't paying attention. I just saw why I laughed at you. Okay. So last night, Chris and I went to uh, Sakaris and Price had a little thing uh, welcoming everybody to their new studio at the Sheraton Wall Center. Beautiful studio. Uh, There was probably like 30, 40 something people there uh, coming in and out. Lots of big industry vets. Got to bump elbows. Tony Gallagher was there. Very nice to see him. Tony Gallagher walking around. Uh, But Basically, what Wyatt is referring to is the drinks that were there. You know, not to very thankful that Securus and Price invited us out. No yeah, water. Well, no water at this place. I was designated driver. I'd show up and it's just beer and Perrier. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no offense. I mean, listen, yeah, great. It was nice to have that bison and those, sliders. And those bison sliders. Very good. good. Very good. Potato skins, listen, too. Listen, man. Some people, they got to drive to these events. And some I, I told you, I had three bottles of Perrier because it was the only thing I could drink the whole time. I hate Perrier. I hate Perrier, too. It's carbonated water. What I was doing was I was just opening bottles and leaving them on the table. And then they would all the bubbles would go out of it. And it was just water after that. Uh, like, I got the carbonation out of it after. I didn't it, even think of that. Yeah. It was, yeah, man. It was good to see everyone. It was good to uh, to see a lot of the people in the industry. And a lot of time face-to-face, a lot of people that you interact with online, it was... It was nice. Face yeah. to face through masks. There were a lot of it. Yeah. So the, the the thing that Wyatt's referring to is we were standing there, me, him, Daniel Wagner, a uh, whole bunch of people standing there. And I went to go drink my Perrier. And here's the thing is drinking has become a lot more complicated now because you got to pull down your mask when you're drinking. 
right? Like when you're going to drink, you got to pull down your mask. That's an extra step. Yeah, you can't drink through your mask. No, you can't. So that's an extra step that's now added to the process. Usually I'm used to just having a bottle that doesn't have a, a lid on it, but the Perrier has a lid. So I, I, you know, I fidget a little. I put the lid back on. I forgot I put the lid on. Basically, I pulled down my mask and tried to drink the Perrier and it was a closed, closed bottle. So Everybody got a big kick out of that, and everybody was laughing, and Wyatt tweeted out the picture of Dustin Brown drinking a water bottle the wrong way and was like, this is Quadrelli drinking Perrier. This actually just happened. So he exaggerated a little bit, but yes, that's that's why he, he asked in the mailbag any tips or tricks on how to drink a bottle of Perrier. Yeah, I don't I don't have any. I think Perrier, man, Perrier, I don't know. Not my favorite. Not my no, favorite. I, I, some people like these things, too. What are those drinks that uh, everybody likes? They're bubblies. Soda stream. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't like bubblies either. I don't like either. bubblies people, either. And, but they, ever, they were all saying, that like, oh, like, once you're uh, once you get older, you're not going to like the sugary stuff as much. It's like, I don't know, man. I'm 28 right now. I, I probably should have started, like, getting rid of the sugary like, stuff by now. I've gotten, I've cut sugar pretty much out of my diet, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I did. I I got a weakness for the sweet drinks, mm. the Gatorades and the you know and ginger ales. I like the sweet stuff. I just like no, I shouldn't shouldn't consume. Oh it. yeah, no, I, I should probably not consume it. <laughs> but I just it, I, I said it on the radio the other day when I was doing OTS. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't smoke darts. I don't drink alcohol that often. I don't do drugs. Let me have a little sweet drinks, you know, every day. Sure couple sweet drinks every day keep me going pretty airtight logic keep there. me off the streets and keep me off of doing drugs that's for damn sure that's what the lemonade does to me wow that's All what right. reading does for me read books kids you know that last i haven't read a book in so long yeah you told me i started to i started to read a book for that i got for christmas last year oh yeah you got a bunch of books for christmas last yeah year. and apparently i was i was scoping around thinking uh, i was at lennon drugs the other day okay Picking up uh, some stuff, some Christmas, uh, little Christmas knickknacks, you know, and stuff to throw around uh, for Christmas, little presents and stuff like that. And uh, I saw the Berkey's Law, is that, or is it called Burke's Law or Berkey's Law? Burke's Law. I've Burke's read it. Law. It's a good book. So I haven't read it yet. And then I was like about to, to grab, I was with my mom at London Drugs and she's like, don't buy that. I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, my Nana gets me a book every uh, year. Yes. I haven't read. I think I, the only one I ever read was the I Spy one she got me when I was maybe like 10 years old. But do you know what that is? I spy books? Yes. I used to love those. Okay. I was wondering if they would have been passed to your time a little well, bit. Well, books are a little different. Like, I have a lot of books from, like, the 60s and stuff that I, like, have in my collection and stuff. You no, know? that, yeah. The, books the get I spy down. one was good. There wasn't a lot of words. I flew through that one. But the Berkey's Law, I think I, I'd like to read that one. I, I probably would sit down and do some. Plus, I've heard so many good reviews on it. So I think I'll be getting that one for Christmas. May read that one. But the other one I read was like on the wire, it's called. Hmm. And it's about like reporting and stuff. So I'll eventually cool. get around to that. And there's a lot of pictures in it, too. So that'll help me get through it <laughs> for sure. Amazing. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not got a reading like here. I'm not sitting down. 100, I'll be 100 percent. I ain't sitting down to read a, a 1200 page book. You don't need 1200 pages. But well, how, one how big a, is it? it does, the spectrum of books doesn't just go from pictures to 1200 pages like, I, there's a lot in between there. i used to struggle with the goosebumps books they were about 112 112 pages i said i don't want to read wow. this i'll watch the episode of it instead okay interesting or everyone in there is a their, show yeah tv movie goosebumps was a good show back in the day why tv the books i never knew that oh man show. yeah it was like yeah it would have been before your time because it was like it was very poorly well now that look at the time it probably wasn't like didn't look that poor but now you look at it and you're like, wow, that is horrible production. But it was mm-hmm. Goosebump was a good show on YTV back in the day. It came on late too, like nine o'clock. It was the one you watched right before bed, right before wrestling. 
and then you watch wrestling go to bed. Wrestling. Yeah. Okay, I've got a question here. Canucks related. If you could choose two current NHL players that would be the perfect stylistic fit to play on Petey's wing and Quinn's right side, who would you pick? Honestly, I know this is going to sound crazy, but if I could pick anybody for the right side, like, is it Chris Tanev? Just no. because you know that they've worked well together in the past. No. Chris Tanev's having one, had one of the best defensive years of his career last season. Is it Chris Tanev? Like, is he the perfect guy to play with Quinn? Who's well, better? I would personally have someone like Aaron Ekblad play. I would, with I would go, I would go kill McCarr. If, if cap hits didn't matter, I would hundred percent get kill McCarr. Yeah. If cap hits doesn't matter. Like that's the other thing. And that, it's, this it's question just a, doesn't say it. It's just two current NHLers. That would be the perfect stylistic so fit. If you're looking at current, I'd say you're looking at it for like one year right now to put let's on say, the team. To yeah. Go to let's the say, let's say a realistic one, like someone that could fit in the cap. If they like made like one quick move or, or somebody that's just like total pipe dream. You know, if I'm, if I'm making a fantasy hockey team or something, this is who's playing with Quinn. Yeah. And I have picks one and two, and I'm using them both on Quinn Hughes and somebody else. That's that's the question. Yeah, I mean, I I just think like a right shot guy that is solid defensively, but also can like be able to, to just move the puck. They don't have to like be the primary puck mover because that's what you want Quinn Hughes to be. But that's why I was thinking like Aaron Eckblad's the guy for me. If it was like dream partner. For Quinn Hughes, I mean, a right shot guy that can move the puck like that, play good defensively in his own zone. Yeah, I'd go with him. But like Adam Larson, another one. Yeah, Larson would have been interesting to see if the Canucks could have. Well, yeah, he was a free agent last year. So, yeah, if they could have explored into that option. But I don't think Larson's had a good start to the season no, either. No, he's not. Um, but a, a big thing to like a big thing for actually keeping under the cap is literally like if Tyler Myers contract is gone off the books, because with Myers there at six million dollars, a guy making six million dollars playing on your right side is probably should be expected to be the partner for Quinn Hughes, not the guy who's making two point five. But I mean, here we are. So this is a situation we're at. But there was a there was a question in here about Tyler Myers. I'm just gonna try and find it here. You gotta give me a give me Take a quick your time. second. I'm just gonna correct you real quick that Pullman makes two, not two point five. But still, it's a small well, thing. Well, I'm gonna correct you and say he makes two point five. Tucker Pullman? Tucker Pullman makes two point five on a four year deal, no, ten he million dollars he total. Makes two. Search it up right now because I already I got the tweet. I guarantee to you, Tucker Pullman does I not. I guarantee make Tucker Pullman makes two point five million dollars. He doesn't on a four year contract for a total of ten million dollars. You know what? That's starting to sound you more and more right. Yeah, because he's making it. ten million dollars and he signed for four years. All right, my question is: you, Wow, you're right. Yeah. Wow, that's embarrassing. I'm a numbers guy. Uh, question that we got here from S A Alto Nine Sammy on Twitter. If Tyler Myers has a strong season, should the Canucks try and sell high in the offseason to dump his high cap hit, or should they continue to ride the Ekman-Larsen-Myers wave? Of course they should try to move it, but it's not going to happen. His value is not going to get high enough to make him you know, that valuable where it's okay, were, we got to get him moving. You I'm, were telling I'm, me the other yeah, day when I said, I said... I'm saying he's not a negative value contract anymore. I think that Tyler Myers is a negative value. I mean, it's $6 million, man. Like, look at how teams are penny-pinching just to get around the cap. Like, every offseason, or not really... Yeah, I guess like offseason even, you look at the free agency, half the teams can't even go out and get into the the conversation with the top players because of their cap situation. So if that's a struggle for you to go out and sign a guy making seven, $8 million to trade for Tyler Myers, I'd say at least 20, I'd say that 27 to 28, something like that. Like maybe there's three or four teams in the whole NHL 
who look at Tyler Myers' contract as a positive value contract. But I'm going to bet that like 85% yeah, of the league right. looks at that and says that's a negative value money yeah. with the term and the money that he's making. So if, if the Canucks could trade him, yeah, I think that you could do a lot with that $6 million, especially with the cap going up a little bit more. Maybe you can go for one of those big right shot defenses. But on the to the counterpoint, yeah, like Myers has looked damn good with OEL. That pairing... Man, think about how much we were talking about in the offseason, how worried we were about that pairing. What a shocker that they've been through 10 games so far. Absolutely. OEL having a Corsi of like 56%, the pairing together being over 55%, controlling Corsi, controlling goals by like a seven. uh, They're controlling 70% of goals scored. Like excellent goal share between that pairing. They've just been... They've been such a shocker to see that they have not just been an absolute tire fire. And, and yeah, it's a small sample size. It's going to be a long season, but still an eighth of the way through the season. And there hasn't been many games where you're like, gosh, that pairing really sucked tonight. They, they've just consistently been all right to, to really good. Like in between there, I haven't seen a bad, like a real bad game from that pairing. No, we haven't. And you know, that feels like found money for the Canucks because I don't think they were going into this season expecting them to be as good as they are. And, you know, Travis was asked specifically about OEL yesterday and he didn't say we're surprised by it. Like we did our homework on this player, but he has been a very complete player for the Canucks. That much is undeniable. All right. You got one there or what? I do not. Do you have one? Uh, I'm pulling it up. I was just retweeting about my game day fit. Now I have one. Do you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Okay. At what point does Dickinson move to the wing? He's brutal at faceoffs from Cavs. You know what he Space said today, Andy. He, today, Jace Dickinson literally said, "I have been atrocious at faceoffs." Is that what he said? He said, "I've been atrocious at faceoffs." I was trying to find it in my order, but they, they must have like ruined the word for atrocious. It didn't come out as atrocious, but like he said it, and I, like I laughed, like you know, like he was like kind of laughing about it a little bit too. But he was saying that. He doesn't feel like he's off. He's just missing things by like a hair, you said. Like, mm. so there isn't really a lot of things he wants to mix up, but I don't think that just hearing from people around Dallas, it sounded like that he wasn't really a great face off guy ever, like over there. And I don't think his numbers, I think his numbers kind of represent that. But it'll, I think tonight, you know, we, we obviously, this episode's going to come out on Saturday, but his, the opportunity that he has now to play with Besser and Pod Colson is a really good one for Dickinson. Like if he is going to be able to create any offense, the situation that he has with these two guys is going to be huge. So I could see him moving to the wing down the road. If you really want to turn Horvat's line back into a shutdown line. But until then, I think they need to keep him at center. And I don't think they're like, they're not going to move Lamico up. They're not going to Brandon Sutter. It sounds like he's getting better from, uh, I heard J pad talking about that on rink that he talked to Brandon Sutter on Tuesday night and it sounds like Sutter is getting better but it's also like not really close or have a timeline or anything so they don't really have another option to play at 3C Patan's not going to go there they got nothing really in Abbotsford Carson Folk isn't even close to an NHL player they got a lot of guys that that are far away from potentially being a third line center all they really have to do is Dickinson right now or JT Miller and I think Miller's going to start to go back to being you know, a winger because I think that you can you can clearly see how much more of an impact Miller has. Yeah, and I mean, people kind of got that throughout this year because it's almost like a little less than half of the games Miller has played center, and certain games he's just been thrown back to the wing like halfway through those ones. So I, I think they got to ride it out with Dickinson here, and then I don't think Dickinson's been good. I don't think he's been noticeable in a lot of games, but Friday night's going to be a huge test for him because he, this is probably the best like winger situation Dickinson could find himself in all year long getting 
a pod Colson and a Brock Besser as his wingers. Like it's not, this is probably the best opportunity for him for sure. Okay. We've got a question here. Um, friends or how I met your mother from Braden Ursel. Quick one. It's how I met your mother for me. Yeah. I've, I've tried to watch friends and everyone's like when it went on to Netflix, everyone went hard on it. And I, I've tried watching like the first three episodes of friends. And here's, here's the problem that I have with people are like, Oh, a lot of people are always like, oh, you just got to get through the first season. You just got to get through the second season. And it gets good. Well, it's like, well, then it's not a great show. Yeah, if the like, first why? season sucks and the yeah. second season sucks, but it gets good in the third. I don't know. I don't know if I have time for that. So I, I've watched the I've watched the first episode of Friends like five times. I mean, like, hey, I'm going to go on a Friends run here. I, I just can't do it. And everyone's like, it gets better. It gets better. I don't want to wait for it to get better. Yeah. No, nope. picky with I, my TV shows. Agree. They got to be good. And I've. I've watched How I Met Your Mother from start to finish like three times. I, I really like How I Met Your Mother. So that's not probably like the consensus pick from like society to go with How I Met Your Mother. But I'm just not a friends guy. I don't it didn't never intrigued me. We're not like other boys. We're not. No, we're different. <laughs> we're different. All right. This is a goaltending question. So you know what time it is. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have done that public knowledge. That's uh, that's a big no no. I don't know. You know, I, I can't really give the time and date, or else I feel like Nona's shoe will be flying across <laughs> North America, right and hit me in the head. I think we spent half an hour talking about a backup goaltender. All right, get out of here, Woodley. All right, favors going to be favors yeah. going to be very pissed. So you know, I don't like to say bad things about goaltenders. Faber and I are having a quick little quibble while that was playing. Trying to figure out if Latvia is in the Olympics. I believe they are, Chris. No, I don't think they are. I think I'm right again. I think you are, actually. Well, France didn't make it. I remember because Antoine Roussel was going to help them qualify, and then they didn't make it. Because I'm remembering... I, I know Belarus isn't. Like, Belarus isn't going to be in the Olympics. I'm pretty sure Latvia isn't either. Okay, we have to quick. You can you Google this? Yeah, while I got I, this. Okay. You, you talk about your okay. whatever goal. So yeah, the question goal. that's been asked is from Adam. Whoa, Kirzenblatt. Kier, Sorry, Adam. That's that's how your last name must be pronounced. Kirzenblatt. What does Archer Seelovs have to improve technique wise to be considered for the Latvian team, taking into account the larger ice service and the increased talent he will be facing? Great question. Now. With Archer Silos, technique-wise, everybody's heard about me talking since his draft year. It was the stance. they got to make that stance a little bit shorter. Has the great length, is able to seal off the bottom of the net in a hurry, which is fantastic for any goaltender, but especially a young prospect goaltender. Again, has a lot of those intangible assets that make him an intriguing prospect that Ian Clark really believes in. Now, when it comes to the national ice surface and the larger ice surface. The main thing is that you actually end up having a little bit more time. Like it, it, it's a, it's a lot less um, like it, it's a lot less. I don't want to use the word fast or quick, but chances take a little bit longer to develop on the larger ice surface. And for a goalie like Arthur Seelovs, that benefits him. When you're in the NHL, your movement, your post integration, everything needs to be top tier. Like it just has to be because there's not a lot of room and we see guys trying shots from sharp angles and you just don't see that quite as much uh, in the international game. So with the larger ice surface, like it actually benefits somebody like Archer Silovs. Now, have you found an answer yet on if the Latvian team's in the Olympics? I've been going. I'm not listening to you at all. So It's okay. But no, you keep groups, going. You keep I, look at the Olympic groups. Just search up men's Olympic groups and we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's hard to find this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, they are. Okay, so they are there. 
Uh, they play on the first so. day against Sweden. Sweden. Okay, so do you know any other Latvian goaltenders that are like going to be there? Because, I mean, there's Elvis Merzlikens, obviously, is going to be the starter of that team. Um, but, you know, is there a chance that Archer Silovs could back up? I think so. Like, maybe he gets a... Sh- uh, um, a start in the qualifiers, but obviously Merzlikens is the starter of that team. Um, but, you know, Silov's very well could be selected to that team. And, you know, there's like Tarasov. There's a few other ones around the league. Also, there's no the other funny NHL part is, Latvian goaltender. Well, Tar- Tarasov, I believe, is Latvian. Is he not? No, he's Russian. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, there's four players in the NHL currently that are from Latvia. And they are? Zemgis Gergensens. Nice. Teordos Bluger. Nice. Bluger? Bluger? Yeah. I've seen his name. And then Rudolph Balsers and then Merzlikens as well. Yeah. Okay. So Merzlikens is obviously the starter of that team. Seelovs is going to be there. Uh, you hope. But again, like there are guys around the in Latvia, like playing in Latvia that could, could right. make that team as well. Right. Uh, depends what the Latvian team thinks. Uh of all these goaltenders. But again, when you have Seelovs putting and up the numbers he is in the AHL, that's a, that means a lot. I think compared to if you're, if this only one goalie in the NHL and you got the next best guy, maybe doing things in the HL could be a good chance. So to, to, to clarify here, if those are the two goaltenders for Latvia, Ian Clark drafted both of Latvia's goaltenders, Latvia's international team goaltenders. Ian Clark's going to be goaltender coach for Latvia, then for sure. Ian Clark goaltending coach for Latvia. Going to the Olympics. (laughs) All right. Next question here from uh, Madeline. Madeline? Madeline is her at on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Question What team is your favorite to watch the Canucks play against and why? Uh, I'll say mine right off the top. I cannot wait. For the Canucks to play against the Arizona Coyotes. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I'm excited for the that. The Coyotes game. suck so bad, and they got all those boys. They got all those that cap that like that big old cap dump. Like I don't like watching the Canucks get run through, but like I like watching the Colorado Avalanche. They're the the most fun team for me to watch in the yeah. NHL. I think there's something about the the Lightning that I just don't like. They're obviously super exciting to watch, but there's something about the Avalanche that I think everybody like kind of likes. Like everybody likes that. Connor, that, uh, gee, why, why am I forgetting? Kill Nathan, McCarr, no, Bowen, Nathan Bowen McKinnon. All these guys. The fact that Nathan McKinnon, like, isn't the number one player in the league, but he's that good. Like, because everyone looks at McDavid and says he's the best player in the league, but, Mc, but McKinnon is just so dominant. Yeah. Like, I love watching Nathan McKinnon. So I think that's a team I love watching the most, but playing the Canucks, yeah, man, give me the Arizona Coyotes 20 games a year. <laughs> I would be so down for that. And obviously, you know, Canucks will probably get some wins out of that. My the Coyotes team. still don't have a win this year. I saw the other day they were 0-9-1. No, one. I don't think they do. No. Bring them to Vancouver, man. My, that's, that's nice. My hot take, and you know, recency bias for sure plays a little bit of a role, New York Rangers. You got the best goalie in the league, according to Kevin Woodley, and Igor Shesterkin, uh, although I still think Demko's better. Um, you got Igor Shesterkin. You've got Adam Fox, Artemi Panarin, like... I, I, I love watching that team. That's a fun team to watch. And when the Canucks storm back, being down like that, absolutely, that's a fun team to watch them Yeah, play I was against. telling the girlfriend, I was like, hey, we were at that game, right? I was like, watch Panarin. He's a lot of fun. Like, he's a lot of fun. He's going to do, he's going to fire one-timers on the power play. And it was fun to watch him. He's another good example of a guy who's, you know, not the best in the league, but one of the top players. It's always good to watch these top players. Always a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'll cut to break. We'll get to the other questions and our poll question on the other side. But right now, here's a word from our sponsors. 
Muddlers. Muddlers Pink Lemonade. We are so excited to tell you guys about Muddlers Pink Lemonade. My drink of choice. You guys have all seen it by now. Faber and I went out drinking. That was my uh, drink of choice first night. I think that the catchphrase for this ad has to be, it's the only alcohol that Quads likes. Absolutely. It's so good. It's absolutely the best pink lemonade on the market by far. A lot of these other drinks are just a little too sweet for me. Like, I I don't really like that. And this is like a nice mix because I also don't like when it tastes too much like alcohol. But this is like the, the perfect balance. There's a reason that it was the drink I got when we went to the Parallel Street Kitchen as well. It, absolutely, man. It is the sweet spot for quads in the alcoholic beverage realm. You can find it, like you said, at Parallel 49 Street Kitchen and in a ton of liquor stores. All the BC liquor stores have it. It's the bright pink cans, Muddler's Pink Lemonade. Go out and try it today. Alert, alert. Parallel 49 is bringing back one of its favorite beers of the winter. The Salty Scott is back, folks. The Scotch Ale we all know and love is now available across British Columbia in their government and private liquor stores. Enjoy a strong caramel flavor, a salty bite, and a generous 7.5% alcohol. It only takes one of these tall boys to get the night going. So go out and try a Parallel 49 Salty Scott today. All right, and a massive thank you to all of our sponsors. Now, Chris, get the poll question up because that's what we're going to right now. Our poll question for episode 211 brought to you by at Fuel the Fan on Twitter, Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia. Go check them out for all of your Canucks and beyond sports memorabilia needs. Go check them out at Fuel the Fan on Twitter. Go give them a follow. Tell them Canucks Convo sent you chris our poll question yeah and first of all feel the fan we keep i'm so damn busy all the damn time every freaking minute of the day i'm busy but they want to do a giveaway here pretty soon they got a a giveaway set up for us we got to figure that out and i got to get out there uh and meet up and get the giveaway all set up it will be coming soon it's just i've had crazy weeks with school over the past little bit here getting up at freaking 3 45 4 in the morning and going crazy haven't had an energy drink today. Haven't had a coffee today. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to have a nap until the game. So our question. Anyways, <laughs> our question. <laughs> You're cranky. I am a little cranky. If I'm being 100% light. honest, yeah, I am a little cranky today. I'm trying not to bring it onto the pod, but I need a nap. I need. I feel like a little child. I need a nap today. Question. Who has the best fast food breakfast sandwich? McDonald's, the option, McGriddles, McDonald's, A and W, Triple O's, or I'm angry. McDonald's, the McGriddles. McDonald's is running away with the poll. I think I, I think I messed up a little bit. Listen, I sent this, I sent this poll question out at six a.m. this morning, and I've completely forgot Tim Hortons because I think Tim Hortons bagels, like their breakfast bagel sandwiches, and Tim Hortons just switched their eggs. The eggs are much better at Tim's. The other day I was waiting for you, as per usual, and I went mm. to Tim Hortons and got a bacon and egg uh, bagel sandwich. The eggs are they're actual real eggs. They're not the powdered stuff anymore. I had to give them props for that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think if I was honestly going, I would go Triple O's. I think Triple O's have the best. I wouldn't get it as much as I normally do with McDonald's, but Triple O's is... They have the best breakfast sandwich, like or the bre- best breakfast sandwich and the best breakfast sauce. So that they, it's like a, I think it's a little bit different than the actual like Triple O sauce, but Triple O's breakfast sauce is really good. And there's the one you get with uh, the hash brown thrown right into the sandwich too. I think Triple O's is number one. I've never had a Triple O sandwich, breakfast sandwich. They're good, man. They are pretty strong. And there's a lot of Triple O's drive-throughs now too. 
I've noticed that actually. They're all, they're all attached to chevrons. I've noticed that. I've got to. I got to get out there. There's see. There's none in Burnaby, and that's, that's what bothers. You're me. a McGriddle guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I can only eat like. I can only eat one McGriddle. Yeah, I was gonna say one McGriddle is a lot for me, yeah. and I can handle a lot of uh, sweet foods. Yeah, no McGriddles. McGriddles are pretty solid, man. Sometimes my go-to if I'm like in a rush and get McDonald's for breakfast is one McGriddle, and then two sausage McMuffins, but with no egg. Mm. And that's just a little simple to go. You get yourself a Fruitopia. You're all good for the day. You get a coffee as well. So yeah, uh, McDonald's is winning the poll with forty-three percent. What do you think came in second though? I'm angry. I bet. I'm ang- Yep. The I'm angry crowd is out there. They don't like when we post a, a non-hockey question here. The I'm angry crowd, 23% triple O's at 18 and a and W, which is what I had this morning because it was on the, on the way to school and they were open at five in the morning. Uh, I got a and W this morning and it was pretty good. Nice. I, uh, but I, I know my tricks, right? I used to work at a, obviously I used to work uh, yes. at A&W for a long time. So I got the, you get Chipotle sauce on the side. And then ketchup, and then you put a little Chipotle on there. I think A and W's Chipotle is just elite. Mm. Yeah, good stuff there. All right, back to the to the mailbag. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, go check out at Fuel the Fan on Twitter. Please tell them Canucks Convo sent you. That's uh, that mean a lot to us. Much like subscribing to the Patreon. We had a good Patreon episode the other day. I forgot I was going to play music coming back from break. Uh, we had no, a we music get taken down episode. Here. We have a Patreon. question about the music, actually. Okay, I believe. Uh, so you keep a, looking so for it. While I got I it right here. Okay, from your wife's son. Your wife's son. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's a good Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> I don't know their account, but I. I uh, <laughs> that's a good Twitter name. Would you hold a robot's hand? I believe that's from our intro song off the top. Oh, I read that. I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's the intro song. It's our, it's our mantra. <laughs> Shout out to the wise young blood folks back on uh, on the island there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, here's a good one. We can knock two birds with one stone here. What is one thing from Faber's family heritage he would want to show quads? My dad. <laughs> Just my That's dad. That's fair. That's fair. I told you, my dad is a is a is a character from a movie. He's a superhuman athlete. He is he's a superhuman athlete and he's a he's a character. Yeah. That's I would sure. I would absolutely love to meet your dad and go work out with your dad. It would be Yeah, an you honor. could Yeah, you go for, I don't know if you'd be able to hang with my dad. He works out two times a day, 3 hours each well, workout. I started the two times a day thing. I've been slacking mm. lately, but I started I started the Oh, okay. The I thought you were trying to tell me you started it before my dad. I was like, my dad's No, no, no. Like, I I got it from him. I got it from him. I was like when I grow up I want to be Faber's dad. Yeah. So he's he's coming up on um like, I think what is he? He's like 56 or 57 now. And he wants to like compete in like the sixty plus bodybuilding. Man. So he's like three he's about three or four years away from, from like but the thing is like these body I've seen you know, I've seen bodybuilders and I think I've I must have like seen like older bodybuilders and they don't look like my dad. Like my dad's like huge. Yeah. The older bodybuilders I think are just like good Very in cut. good shape, cut yeah. older gentlemen. Yeah. My dad's just like a big, thick machine. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how he's going to fit in with these bodybuilders. He's going to win all the competitions. Well, that's going to clean up. You know why? Because my dad doesn't eat healthy. He just works his ass off. He works out six hours a day. Then he goes home and eats ice cream and uh, all the sugary foods at night. And he'll go through through a bag of uh, Oreos at night. Sometimes, apparently, he wakes up in the middle of the night, goes and eats a whole thing of Oreos. Wow. So that's he's insane. not cut. He's just massive. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, uh, that's for what mine, when you work out six hours a day. It's, it's kind of a two-in-one because we posted a picture of us at uh, 
getting lunch at Pasta Amore, and somebody asked for a Pasta Amore uh, order, so I will go quickly. We order a plate of focaccia, split it, and then I get penny toto, which is uh, penny pasta with like a th- like a red meat sauce. Mine is uh, what is was spaghetti gambaroni. Yeah, am I saying gambaroni right? Uh, not really, but it's okay. Well, I'm not Riccio. I don't need a freaking salad on here. Gambaroni or whatever. Okay, when you're speaking Italian, basically think of the R's are pronounced like D's. So try that. Gamberdoni. Okay, not doni, like don, don. Gamberdoni. 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 You're close. Whatever. Next. Just... Sounds better than wait, that's Gamberoni in the first place. Yeah, you're doing great. This is progress, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, but that's the... my one. That's I like that one. It's got the shrimp. It's got the mushrooms. Yeah. And they're the mushrooms are sliced so thin. That's that like. I actually just like I like mushrooms in general, and a lot of I wouldn't like. Well, it'd probably be yeah, I'd probably be out of my mind if I were to just now that I say it, like, just eat a raw mushroom. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But I love mushrooms and like pasta or like mm. not even I don't know. Sometimes I don't like it on pizza. I think it's only pasta now that I think about. I like mushrooms in chili. I think that's a that's a good spot for for like the things that I do with my chili is like I don't use celery because that's ridiculous. If I'm making chili, celery just that there's nothing quick. There's nothing that ruins a chili quicker than celery celery is disgusting and then and then like people are like oh it's good you eat it with peanut butter and freaking raisins ants on a log that that's absolute bs and then the people put it in a chili and it gets even worse the celery gets all soggy and it's like this stringy soggy the most disgusting texture you could ever think of in your life so what i do with my chili is you put a little corn sometimes you fire roast a corn like a corn on the cob and then you just and then you cut it off with a knife kind of squish it all up put that in there a little fire roasted corn in your chili and some mushrooms that's, that's the only vegetables you really need in there. Like you need beans, obviously, but those aren't vegetables, right? Those are something else, or mm-hmm. something. What are they called? Uh, legumes. Legumes. So, damn, that's well, that's French. Legumes is vegetables in French, okay. but legumes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the next question because it, it literally segued into it. It was that was it better not be, be about freaking celery, man. No, it's not celery. It's not. I think is, like I hate celery. I think celery is the worst food in the world. Hot and it's taste. also like apparently what celery is the only food that you burn more calories eating than uh, than it actually is. Like if you eat a stalk of celery, you burn more calories than you take in just chewing it because celery has like no it's the most disgusting vegetable in the world. It's the most <laughs> disgusting food you can ever have. Anybody who eats celery is just people that eat oh it by the, like off the stalk too, or people would get in their lunches and their kids. Just the most ridiculous thing in the world. They give it to you when you eat. Why would they give it to you when you eat wings? Who wants? I don't what, know, man. Like, who in the world, who in their right mind, was eating chicken wings? Was like, you know, what would be good with this. The most disgusting thing in the world, and let's have a stalk of celery to go with it. It's the stupidest this thing in the world. Coming from the man who famously once put sour cream on lasagna and then followed that up with watermelon and mustard. Both were fine, and both had better texture than like getting. It feels like you're chewing dental floss when you're okay. eating celery. All right, fair enough. But the, the segue man. that that this was pertaining to is from World Hockey Report. Should canned soda be poured in a glass? Because people were flaming you, and I came to your defense yesterday on Twitter because uh, people were like, "Why? Why is vape? Why did Faber pour out his Coca Cola into a glass?" That is like standard in Italian culture. Yeah, tell them you told me why the Italians I told you why, and this is why Italians believe, or maybe this is just my family, but no, like they do this at all the Italian restaurants too. They give it to you. Italians believe that rats and like insects and like people touch the top of the can or whatever. Mm. They think rats are running around on the 
on the top of the can. Well, I noticed even you with uh, with like coffee lids at McDonald's. You don't you take the lid off because you don't like people touching germs. the lid. There's germs on the lid. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't even really think about that because I. I guess I just expect everyone at Pastamori to have pretty clean hands. Well, of Good course, it's just, it's just, you know, if they get, where's the if, can bin if before my that? grandpa goes in there, right? Yep. If my nono goes in and they bring him just a can, he's going to say, what, this was an Italian restaurant, I was told, and he's never going back. So they have to play it safe. They got to do I'll tell you proper what, we Italian went, culture. We went the other day for the first time in a while to Pastamori. I don't know how we're not sponsored by Pasta Amore. It's like Morgan Geeky and Pizza Hut. Maybe when they open the new you restaurant. See, do you see the Morgan Geeky Pizza Hut thing? No. Oh, my goodness. It's hilarious. People who haven't seen It's probably going around Twitter on Friday. People will see it. Uh, but I don't know how we're not sponsored by But we had the focaccia. The focaccia. Right? That's how you say it? Yeah. 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 What did I say before? Focaccio? Focaccia. Focaccia. That's what I used to and say. And I corrected that fast. That's like when I say uh, nan bread. <laughs> people, <laughs> nan people don't, bread. They don't like when I say nan yes. bread. Nan bread and butter chicken, but the focaccia, oh man, so good! Little uh, little olive oil and uh, balsamic vinegar on there. I I douse the thing in parmesan too. That's that's a little trick for you for you yeah. non Italians because apparently it's not. Uh, you said you don't put cheese on focaccia. No, I don't. I do. All right, you got one. No, you go ahead. Uh, Unless you want me to get let's one. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Patreon supporter Terry Guest. Nice Canucks related. If you could make one realistic trade to help better the team, what would it be and why? Hmm. Um, did, the, did that just pick up the, the car honking? No, our really? mics are pretty solid. Didn't pick, that was a loud honk, yeah. too. I heard it through the headphones, but I didn't hear it in the headphones, Weird. if that makes sense. All right, Terry's um, question here. Terry's you make question. a realistic trade. Yeah, why don't you go first? I got to think about this. See, it's strange to think, like, aside from, like, what is the weakest point of the Canucks roster? Probably their defense. Yeah, but it's like a realistic trade isn't going to get you a defenseman either. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, like here's the thing is I was asked about this before. Like someone was like, what what trade can the Canucks make? And no matter what trade they make, nothing's going to move the needle at no. this point. Like no trade that they're going to make is going to better the team at this point in the season. No, the only way the Canucks can really add value to their roster is if they were to include one of their prospects. Yeah. Like if some team's really high on Mikey D Pietro and Ian Clark's really high on Archer Seelovs, because mm. I'm sorry, like Mikey D P if somebody believes Mikey D Pietro can be a starter in the NHL, his his value might be better to trade him because he's not he's simply not going to be a starter for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm just gonna kind of remind everybody that Martin Jones got a big return in LA when he was the backup. So I'm kind of comparing it to this situation where Mikey's coming up. Martin Jones was a very highly touted AHL prospect, played as a backup to Jonathan Quick, played well. That's what Mikey DiPietro is presumably going to do next year with Thatcher Demko. I just want to remind everybody that an AHL goaltender's value is nowhere near what it is when he's actually in the NHL and stopping NHL shots. And a, a good example of this is Thatcher Demko. Again, a guy who highly touted prospect, played great in the AHL, but look at him now. Like compare Thatcher Demko's trade value to when he was in the AHL as a prospect to what it is now. It's night and day, and that's why I say don't trade an AHL goaltender right because now because that's the final jump. But it's also the like it, that's the biggest jump in hockey. And then you have to go get a backup too. You know what? Like I, I want to bring this up actually because everyone's like, oh, the jump from junior to the AHL is so big, and it is. It's massive for sure. But 
just like the skill level in the NHL today, I was watching the Canucks practice and I was like, it's the first Canucks practice I've been to in a long time. Cause you go to most of them, but I like, I've been spending time in Abbotsford watching them do the exact same like breakout drills and watching how the puck is not only like the speed of the passes, but how the players receive it on their sticks. Holy cow. It was night and day difference to watch. Like, you know, they're like, honestly, man, in the AHL, like they're doing these drills and only like 80% of them make it to the goaltender on these breakout drills. And the Canucks is just watching the NHL team snap it around today. I've just, I've spent so much time out there in Abbotsford lately that it's been, it was, it was night and day difference. And that's the same with shots, right? That's, that's why I think goaltenders are so much more valued when they are playing in it. Like what you're saying with the NHL, uh, Terry's second question, personal question. And I could probably do, if you thought my rant about salary was long, I'd probably go longer on this one. What's your biggest pet peeves about each other? I think you have a lot more than I do. about yeah, you. I do. Mine are all literally about your writing. Yeah. And it's when you make me work Harder and longer than I have to. Yeah. Oh, geez. Where do I start with you? Probably the fact that you're late to everything has to be the worst one ever. I'm not late to everything. Well, like, it's not even like you're late to things. You're just late to leave all the well, time. Okay. You're always early is the thing. I'm no, not late. I'm, I'm, I'm not closer to early. on time and you're always early. No, I'm like, I'm always, I'm always a little bit late. You're always very late. To what? You need to give me some examples here. Well, today I had to sit outside for 30 minutes waiting for you to shower. Okay, I told you to write the article at the rink and look it over. Which I did. No, you looked it over once you got here. Yeah, for like five. It took me, what, two minutes to do. Look, I told you I wasn't going to be here. I I tell you the times that I have and the times that I'm going to be able to be here. And you're always early. Again, I'm not. Well, I'm early sometimes because I got other stuff to do all the time at school and everything. That's true. That's the other thing. When I come in and I pick you up, you're like, oh, I am so tired. And I've been up since four in the morning and you woke up at 1130. <laughs> I, you, I don't even listen to when you say that you're super tired because I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, I've put in a six hour shift at freaking BCIT radio all or ever like already for my practicum. And then I hear from you the first thing you're oh man, I am tired today. Like I just I don't even have any time for it. Anything else? No, well, yeah, but I don't want to go Come on. on I, I want to hear some more. Because I know there's more. Oh. Probably texting while we're recording yes. the podcast. Yeah. Which you're probably doing right I'm now. I'm not doing that right now. I am I am looking at Twitter, which is what we're Another one to too. Be doing. That's that's one. When you're texting on the pod, me and Harm were talking with us a couple weeks ago, Harm was in here and we, me and Harm were talking. You were texting the whole time, and then you asked Harm the exact same question that I asked him, <laughs> like almost down to the exact same word. And then Harm was like, uh, "It was something about like uh, the forwards going down on their on their downhill side." And I, me and Harm, literally talked about it for like a good couple <laughs> minutes. And then you asked, "What do you think about maybe the forwards going down on their on their downhill side?" <laughs> and Harm was literally like, "I think he looked at you for a second, and then he like re answered it just because like Harm's a nice guy, but like." We literally said the the whole answer to That's that. That's like, so funny. I didn't even, <laughs> didn't even realize that happened. Didn't even realize that happened. That was so that was funny. whatever that because I remember because Harm and I went out to the home opener for Abbotsford and we were talking about that. And then when I brought it up, he was like, "Yeah, what the hell was that?" All about? <laughs> like, That's anyways. so funny. All right. I got a whole bunch more, but I'll save it because we got to ask this question off, often in the mailbag. So yeah, I'll, it's like, what do you guys hate about each other? I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have many for you. I don't hate about, I don't hate anything about you. I also just like enjoy being frustrated. Like, <laughs> great. We're a perfect. Maybe that's it. not the way to say it, but 
also like being like more fake mad about things. I'm never like actually that mad at you. No, you you don't really. But get I am angry. fake mad at you a lot. Yeah, and frustrated with you a lot. Yeah, yeah, ah. But I'm never like mad at you. That's good. That's good. We'll keep it a couple times, way. but nothing, nothing, nothing too bad. Yeah. All right. Next question from MJ Anderson. Do you say it differently if it's Anderson with an E? Anderson? No. No. Anderson? It's Anderson. Okay. MJ Anderson. Can you share your thoughts on Jet Wu and Noah Juleson for the fans who don't watch the HL? What do you think their ceiling is? I, I wrote, well, I wrote about it today. So check out the article on Canucks Army about Jet Wu. Spent some time with him because everyone's saying you know, Jet Wu is such a good defensive defenseman. But what I think Jet Wu is going to end up being is like a support defense. And we talked about it earlier. Who's the poof, her, who is the perfect pairing for Quinn Hughes? It's the support defenseman. And I'm not saying Jet Wu is the perfect example, but Jet Wu now potentially, and we'll see tonight, Friday, as they're playing, as the AHL team is in Stockton, see if he's playing with Jack Rathbone. Like, I really like the idea of some point near the end of next season or if an injury happens next season, if not the 23-24 season, like Jet Wu and Jack Rathbone is your starting third pairing. I think that Jet Wu has a lot of potential, man, to get that. Like, his skating has looked a lot better this year. His gap control has been excellent. His stick checking has been good. And he's just he's able to skate the puck up and look like a very confident AHL player. As for Noah Juleson, there's one thing for sure. People, you know, and, and this question, the way they ask is for people that haven't seen him uh, in the AHL. People out in Abbotsford love Noah Juleson. Local kid, grew up playing in the Abbotsford minor hockey. They love him out there in Abbotsford. And for good reason, because he's a really... The thing that kind of surprised me about Juleson is how physical he is. He plays yeah. a really physical game, and, and it's, it's endured him to the fan, endeared him out to the fans out there. Is that a word? Yes. Endear. Endeared him. Yeah, I said endured. Endear endeared him to the fans out there in Abbotsford. They like him, and he's, he's a physical player. Moves the puck well. He's, he's, he's a very good AHL defenseman. So I think he's done he's done well out there, and I think that uh, he moves the puck well, gets a little bit of offense out of him. Uh, but the big thing is, like, his, his physicality is the thing that surprised me quite a bit. So that's that's my little report on Juleson, I guess. Is there You want to get to, like, one more here, Quads? Let's get to one more, and then we'll close out. Do you have, a, like, I just want to, I want to kind of take some time and scroll well, and pick gonna, a, okay well i'm gonna bang out some one. quick ones then also okay. sorry real quick go check any of our social media platforms i have the best game day fit that i've ever put together yeah. i like threw this together this morning and i was like whoa like man like i look good yeah i need to find a pair of those black dress shoes you know so what? i can wear my 15 dollars at shoe warehouse yeah but you know what i got big ass feet that's true you can't I, find I, I these are not size 13 i went to the bay i went to moore's yeah. i went to multiple places do they do they sell them at the big and tall store yeah. The, well, the that's store what that I, I don't wondering. go within a hundred feet of. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you know about? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm asking what, what they sell there. That's where I get all. That's where I get my dress shirts, big and tall, because they're I long. Bet. They're I nice. Bet. But uh, yeah, I wonder if they have. I know they have like sh- they've ha- they probably have dress shoes. That's One day for a Patreon content, I'll put on. A, we'll get a hidden camera. I'll put on a mic and just walk into a big and tall store and like try not to laugh. Like Nathan for you in that suit. Oh, is it, I I don't know anything about what you just said. Those are words that people I don't know, know this. Okay, but I was gonna say yeah, I'll just go in. And I'll totally literally like the best story ever told Nathan for you that episode. Never, I don't even know on what Jimmy Fallon is. Oh man. Okay. You got to watch. Well, maybe you won't get it. You don't know. Someone don't. was really mad. I didn't know who outcast was. Yeah. On the Patreon. Shap was pissed. Shap. What is Outca- outcast? Is a what is a group? Yeah. You don't want to do. You probably don't even want this on public. You should have kept that behind the paywall. That's okay. That if you want to, if you want to hear about uh, our music takes and everything, I'm a big fan of the strokes myself. 
Go check yeah, out the Patreon. Yeah, we talked a lot of music on we the Patreon. We talked a lot of music okay, on our ones, last Patreon. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo, $5 and $10 yeah. tier gets you all the bonus content. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. It's, it's on ASMR our page. there. It's on our page. I see a lot of that on... Uh, yeah. We should do an ASMR episode of Canucks Convo. Where cover your mic like this and just talk into the mic. No, hold on. Let me try this one. This is for people. <laughs> put your headphones in. This is the one that put I always... Put your headphones in. Don't, uh, don't, don't do anything. I just want to see if this registers at all. <laughs> does that what does that sound like yes, does it sound good no it sounds like oh weird. that's what they do on uh yeah online they're always scratching their mics and stuff yeah don't don't do that ever i see that is yeah. is asmr like a little sexual or is it yeah it does it, is? it does have some sexual okay because that's what i like every time i see the way that they're talking and stuff i'm like okay this is you know yeah like maybe not 18 plus but like 15 plus, 15 plus. Sure. 16 like, maybe you can't be 12 yeah. watching that you'd be we'll do it old. we'll do a non-sexual canucks combo yeah our, our asmr is not going to be a, like whatever <laughs> whatever i just did there probably wasn't onlyfans.com slash canucks combo yeah, quads is is only fans. <laughs> all right three quick ones um from nick all three of them let's just bang them out i think we answered this one the other week best halloween costume y'all ever wore also, we nice use, nice use of y'all, Nick. I appreciate that. Nice. I'm a y'all guy myself. I'm a y'all guy. Yeah. Mine was a uh, Polyrath or Polyworld. I don't yeah, know which, one, I, which one of the evolution I was. Yeah. Uh, I think I was Polyrath, mm. but uh, that was the best one with the hula hoop and the and the tarp. Uh, next question. Which mythical or made up creature would you love to have as a pet? Hmm. That's a good one. I'd say a dragon. Like having a pet dragon would be sick. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking think like, about that Vancouver traffic, like flying and just landing on top of Rogers Arena. Mm. Nobody who who's who's gonna say anything to you too? You think a cop's gonna come up to you and be like, hey man, you can't park your dragon up there? Say, you start flying around town with a dragon. There's pro- like the army, maybe they might want to say something. What's about the it? army gonna do against a dragon? Probably probably get it down pretty quick. No, this dragon isn't freaking Game of Thrones. Dragon beats everything. No man, no this this is a this is a special dragon. Well, no, I'll get my permit. Like I'll get my dragon permit. Right, right. You get special exemption. I'll I say. think I would just I like I would the way I'm looking at it is kind of like my, the answer to the last. I'd, I'm trying to think of like which Pokemon I would like to like vibe with me all day long. You wouldn't keep it in a Pokeball. You'd have it out. Well, on your you shoulder. could put it in a Pokeball. I know if you, you want. could, of course, but. You know, I'm not talking crazy here. I can't. Well, the but thing would you is, would you like to have it walking around with you? No, I don't want it at all times walk. Like for, mm. I tell you what, I like I like I love my little dog Harley. But God, five minutes with him, he pisses me off. I got to get throw away him in a Pokeball. Him. That's what I say. I wish I could put him in a Pokeball, but uh, I'm just trying to think Pokemon. My like, I'd want to have a Charizard. So Charizards are only five feet tall, right? Okay. Like Charizards aren't actually that big. Which is kind of kind what? of surprised me because you because I like grew up watching them and then if you look at like the the actual size that it says on like the cards they're not that tall at all. What? I'll That's heartbreaking. So Charizard is usually five foot seven. That's a fine height. But Ash's Charizard is about seven feet tall. See, so I would have Ash's Charizard, a seven foot tall. Still not that big though. Like <laughs> seven feet's fine with me. Yeah, but like for a char, it just feels like Charizard should be bigger than that. Mewtwo is uh, pretty tall. I wouldn't want a Mewtwo. Mewtwo's too mysterious. Yeah, I wouldn't want. You a Mewtwo. wouldn't know what you're getting with. No, Mewtwo. I think if I were to, honestly, little Charmander would be probably be like my go-to. Really? Yeah. What are you can do with that? Vibe, just vibe. You could probably fly on the back of Charizard. Well, I could. 
Yeah, your Charizard like would, height, wouldn't like You're me. the same height as your Charizard. Yeah, he'd have to be pretty damn strong. To okay, last one from Nick, and then uh, if you want, there's one you can go or we'll just wrap it up here. Best mobile game you've played in the last two years? Honestly, haven't played many mobile games, but there's a game called Dangle Dash. No free ads, but Dangle Dash is a game that I played that I really, really like. No, we should. You should try and get sponsored by an app. They got yeah. so much damn money. They do. All these apps. Yeah. You should be paying us some of that money. You should. Dangle, Dangle Dash or whatever it's yeah, called. It's a fun one. My uh, two years, yeah, I haven't played Pokemon Go in two years, but I was hard on Pokemon Go. I used to love Pokemon Go. A lot of Pokemon here in the end of the episode. I but might just fire it up. My uh, somebody texted me the other day, asked me if they knew my new. Uh, he's like, "Can you check your friends list on Pokemon Go?" I was like, "I don't have Pokemon Go anymore." Man. <laughs> but uh, I, I like, uh, I like my Vegas, the the slots game. My Vegas slots. You, okay. ever, you ever play that? Yeah, yeah. I I just picked that up in the last like. Three months or so, and I've been, uh, you know, check. I play it every day. Put, put a little five, ten minute thing in every day. Do some spins. I play my piggies. My, uh, I don't know what uh, what slots I'm called. If anybody's got any tips for me on uh, my Vegas slots, let me know what uh, what the hot slot is. That sounded uh, probably dirtier than the ASMR that you see online. So <laughs> that's probably a good spot to wrap up the show. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here for Chris Faber. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.